Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Srinidhi, and joining me today is Hena Mehta. Hena is a founder and CEO of Basis, a content and community-driven financial services platform for Indian women. She's got over 10 years of experience in fintech and in software engineering and product management roles that were based in the US and in India. She's also a founder of Lean in Bangalore that is affiliated with and recognized by Sheryl Sandberg's Lean in Foundation. Hena is also a Wharton alumnus and she's done her undergraduation from UPenn. So no brownie points for guessing the today's topic. Uh, we're gonna to talk about women and money. Welcome Hena and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks Srinathi for having me. Awesome. So, uh, so I came across uh, your organization basis on a LinkedIn post, and I was very curious to know more about, uh, you know, what you're building um, in Get Basis. So, could you tell us more about uh, uh, what you do at Basis and what made you find Basis? Yeah. So, um, so as you mentioned in my introduction, uh, so Basis is um, it's it's the first of its kind platform that's focused on. Uh, women and money. Uh, the uh, the story behind how it started, uh, Srinadi, was so essentially when I uh, went back to uh, get my master's and my mm-hmm. MBA in the US, um, I'd, I had about eight years of work ex by then. And I realized I hadn't really planned for that as a financial goal, right? So I was so focused right. on <laughs> getting into, into business school, etc. And then when I actually got in, I was like, okay, how the hell am I going to pay for this right and I had ample time and you know I'd earned like decent money I was working in New York at Goldman Sachs so I really didn't have any excuse for not you know planning out my finance as well and Mm -hmm. that to me was a wake-up call right like um, so post finishing up um, my MBA by the way I ended up funding it through just literally liquidating whatever savings I had and took some back from my parents and things like Mm -hmm. that but um, yeah, post uh, returning to India from from the US, so this was like late 2018, I sort of tried to validate if, you know, other women were in the same boat. And um, I guess no surprises there. There were literally nine out of 10 women I spoke to and I spoke to probably over 500 women through like different wow. means. Um, nine out of 10 were in the same boat, right? Like understand the value of being financially independent, are earning money, you know, are educated, well exposed, etc., but still sort of had, you know, this gap in their in their lives in terms of just understanding money, planning for the future, planning financial goals, understanding insurance, and you know, all these other uh, finance related aspects of our life. And mm-hmm. so that sort of sowed the seeds, um, sowed the seeds for basis, right? So that was basically the gap we were we were trying to solve. Like, why aren't more women taking charge of their financial lives and you know be getting confident about financial decisions they're making throughout their lives? And the two biggest gaps uh, we saw were, um, you know, there was this massive knowledge gap and then a trust gap, right? So right. we knew we, we wouldn't like from a product standpoint, it didn't make sense to, you know, just create a pure like a transaction driven product uh, focused uh-huh. on women. It had to be something deeper than that, right? So which is where the content and community aspects came in. Um, so our content is extremely women centric. 
we right. tell stories from a woman's perspective, if we're giving financial advice, it's from, you know, keeping a woman's sort of attitudes towards money, aspects of her life, et cetera, in mind. Uh, we have communities which we've seen be um, super, super active and interactive because there's finally a space for women to discuss this aspect of our lives, right? Like the, the major problem is women just don't talk money. I mean, when was the last time I would say any of us sat down with, with our friends over lunch talking about how much we're going to save for retirement, right? Like it's not, it's not a thing. And right, uh, we wanted to make it a thing, right? Like men, men discuss this um, um, quite often, whether it's investing, whether it's, yeah, just, I don't know, stocks and mutual funds and all kinds of stuff. So we wanted to change. We wanted to change the conversation around women and money and our community sort of helped with that. And we've loved seeing how, cohesive and active these communities have become. Um, and finally, the third part of what we're building is, is the financial services uh, bit of it. So we are curating uh, different financial products and services across investments and uh, insurance and other things that are tailored to women's lives. So that's, yeah, in a nutshell, uh, what we're building. Um, I do have a co-founder. My co-founder, Deepika, is... Um, it's actually a friend of mine from middle school. We've known each wow. other forever. Yeah. And uh, she sort of nicely complements my tech and product skills with sort of domain expertise. So she's been a financial advisor, a wow. financial planner for over 12 years. And wow. so she hopped on board with me on this mission. And uh, yeah, and uh, now we're building it. Wonderful. A uh, couple of interesting points that I noted here. Uh, definitely how many times would women talk about uh, their financial planning or anything related to money over a lunch? Definitely not. And this also made me realize that how uh, whenever it was me trying to invest in a stock or whenever I need to get advice on taxes, I'd look out for men in the room, right? Uh, maybe yep, an unconscious absolutely. bias, but definitely uh, I used to either go to my dad or go to my men colleague who I know would be the subject matter expert, but I could never find myself you know, going to a woman and seeking a financial advice, more so because uh, I felt that I was in the same boat where I didn't know anything, probably a men would know because that's what they've been doing always, right? And uh, right. definitely, it's about time that we break the stigma around where only men, um, you know, like, it's, it's a norm that we go to men to get some financial advice, and we go to women for everything else. So, uh, you know, like great job over there, uh, you know, on trying to break this uh, status quo around, you know, women and around financing. So um, another interesting point uh, that you said that is you have your co-founder uh, who is a subject matter expert for you. So um, how important it is to find a co-founder uh, who sort of complements your skill and um, high school buddies, that is really a great story. So could you talk to us about uh, more on how to find the right co-founder and how did this conversation uh, spin off? Yeah, so my advice to anyone looking to start up is mm -hmm. find a really, really solid co-founder, right? Like the startup journey, as we all know, is hard and challenging in and of itself, right? right. And to do it alone is, and I did, like, in fact, the first few months of, you know, when I was trying to formulate what, what it is I wanted to do, etc., mm -hmm. I was pretty much on my own, right? And it is a lonely journey. It is extremely challenging. It is stressful. It, there's a lot of emotional turmoil, ups and downs. I mean, we hear about that a lot from right. entrepreneurs. Um, right. And so I, I like right now, I couldn't imagine building up this company without Deepika, right? Like it's just not like, I don't know what I would have, you know, like 
what I would have done if she, she, you know, wasn't, wasn't kind of doing this with me. Uh, but on the flip side, and this is where I had also taken my time in terms of figuring out who the right fit would be, right, for, mm-hmm. and for both of us, uh, because it is such a sensitive relationship, the co-founder dynamic matters so much. I mean, it breaks my heart to hear when, you know, companies that have a great product and a right market um, sort of tend to, um, you know, fail because of, you know, co-founders not getting along or having some issues there. And right. so I was sort of, um, I would say very cautious in terms of you know, not just getting someone on board for the sake mm-hmm. of, okay, I need, you know, a teammate to, to run this with. But um, yes, obviously the fit has to be complementary skills. And so there's division of responsibilities. And so you're kind of setting protocols on how to, how to run things and who owns what. Uh, but then also someone who where the chemistry matches, right? Because if that that is wrong, as as smart and skilled and you know as great of a product you may have and etc., it it there's it's it's high risk, right? So I would say it's important, but it's it's more important to find uh, find the right fit. Which um, so so yeah, Deepika and I had chats about this quite a bit. And yes, to your point on yeah, we we had been friends for a really long time, right? So we also had kind of that personal equation, um, right. you know, as, as part of our relationship. And so we we were very clear in terms of protocols on how to kind of manage all of that. Like our families know each other, like we go way back, right? So right. we wanted to make sure like it's it's kind of, we, we don't, you know, our social and personal lives um, stay intact while we're also, right. you know, professionally working uh, very, very closely together. Right. That's awesome. That's a very great combination to have. Um, yeah. So uh, the next question um, I was just thinking about is you said you have interviewed close to 500 women and, uh, you know, you sort of validated your idea before, uh, you know, basis got into action. So uh, what were your, some of the key observations and uh, why do you think it, I mean, it's absolutely a very, uh, you know, blatant fact that women need to be financially independent, but what were some of the key points that you would bring, um, you know, let our listeners know about why a woman had to be financially independent uh, for the times to come? Right. So I think every individual needs to be financially independent, right? This is absolutely. not a gender, a gender focused thing. Um, arguably women need to be financially independent even more than men, right? Just because how our lives um, are structured and how they play out. For instance, we tend to live longer, right? On average, women Mm -hmm. outlive men uh, by around four or five years, right? Right. We have kind of slightly different career trajectories. Women tend to take more breaks, whether it's childcare, elderly care, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, Women have higher healthcare costs over the course of their lives. So there are a lot of these aspects of our lives that um, you know, impact our financial well-being and stability. And if anything, you know, not, not having, I mean, if anything, depending on someone else. So you mentioned, you know, yes, obviously my go-to person was also my dad um, for, for, for anything related to money and advice. Um, I'm married now, it's you know, my husband to some extent, but right. um, I know and you know, knock on wood, if I was sort of by myself, um, I could like my life wouldn't come to a standstill, right? Like I have right. my work, and I have you know now now I'm also building knowledge, etc., on this space, and so that's super important because you know at the end of the day, it's it's not possible to be independent without being financially independent, right? We talk about equality and independence, and 
you know, women really doing what they want to do and living a life on their terms, but mm-hmm. without having the financial um, independence figured out, it's really, really hard, right? Like we've loved seeing our community come to life in terms of, you know, just things like, hey, I want to quit my job. I'm really bored or it's not, you know, it's, it's not motivating enough and I want to start a business. Hey, you can do that if you have your finances figured out and, you know, you plan things out and you're, you know, independent enough to take a call like that, right? There are, you know, divorce rates in India are going up. And to me, that's a positive sign because uh, women are not choosing to be in unhealthy marriages because they, can, they know they can be independent uh, without, you know, having a man in their lives. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think all these different pieces, whether it's work related, family related, and just generally about life, um, having that financial independence sort of gives you that, um, I, w- I would say that really solid foundation to be able to, to really do whatever, whatever you want personally or professionally. Very interesting note there, Hannah. So, uh, yeah, it's absolutely true that, uh, yeah, uh, you know, women need to learn to be financially independent. And when I sort of uh, got hooked into GetBasis, I, you know, I got some time last week to download the app and I read a couple of things that uh, that's exactly what, uh, you know, the men who offered me financial advice told me, but it was more personalized to women. And I was like, wow, this is a very great way to see it. And, um, you know, it's it's really great what you're, what you're doing at Basis. So, um, how do you see the evolution in the next three to five years? And um, how do you want to empower basis? Uh, you know, if you could share this with our listeners. Yeah, so this is what I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, thinking about. Um, right. Uh, right now, our priority is really, um, you know, growing, growing the platform and being able to reach, you know, as many women as possible across the country. Uh, we are focused right. on sort of urban millennial and Gen Z women um, mm-hmm. at the moment. So we right. want to build out our communities. Uh, we want to, yeah, just be able to build a massively engaged community of women on basis, a pan-India, right? So that's where sort of our current focus is. Um, where I see the platform evolving to is, so yes, content and communities will always be kind of a core core part of, um, you know, who we are and how we're basically solving solving this problem. Um, right. Then the third bit that I mentioned in terms of curated financial services, I see that getting built out, um, you know, uh, quite a bit over the next, yeah, I would say three to five years in terms of us finding the right partners in terms of offering products to women that are catered to their lives, right? right. So for instance, I... Recently, someone told me the story. She went to get, um, you know, a mammogram and she realized at that point that her health insurance plan didn't cover breast cancer, Ah, right? right. And then I hurriedly went and checked my plan. Like these are things where, so we, so for instance, in that example, what we want to offer is insurance plans that take into account things that women care about or things that are, yeah, that, that are truths of women's lives, like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, maternity, you know, you name it. So we'd want to offer, again, curated products that are well-researched and are tailored to women's lives, Um, whether it's insurance, whether it's specific kinds of loans. I mean, women are known to be more responsible borrowers, um, you know, in kind of the lending market. Um, Investments, of course, we've created a few financial goals. We want to go deeper into that. We hear about you know, a woman, like financial goals that are, again, very women specific, such as like, hey, I want to save up uh, to take a career break. How much, you know, how much should I have in the bank? Wow, very valid question. 
right? right. So yeah, so we basically want to create these curated plans and services that um, are that take into account various aspects of a woman's life that quite frankly, the financial services industry um, globally, in fact, I don't think has um, really tailored financial services to women. It's sort of defaulted to men because <laughs> to your point, right? right? Historically, um, men right. have been the owners of wealth and things like that. But yeah, times are changing. Women are earning, getting more independent, need sort of, you know, customized products and services for them. And we, we want to be that that platform where anything a woman may need when it comes to her money or financial decisions and even um, other aspects or other situations in her life that impact her money, right? For instance, a salary at work, how do you negotiate well? Or how do you have a conversation about your finances with the spouse, right? So things like that, where it's not directly related to, let's say, an investment plan or an insurance plan, et cetera, but do play a role in your financial well-being. So we want to sort of be you know, the platform that covers all these different life situations and mm-hmm. offers the right advice and services uh, for, for women. Wow, that's wonderful. So this conversation actually uh, brought in a few flavors of what I also had in, in my personal journey. So uh, one mm-hmm. of my friends who became a recent uh, new mom, right? And she has to take a break. And over, uh, over the last six months, she was going gaga about, hey, I have no idea how I'm going to do the savings. I have no idea what to plan out for, etc. And her pain mm-hmm. felt re- very real and personal for me. Like, I absolutely understand, like, taking a break, especially when you were just starting out your career or, you know, getting into something new where you want to learn more and break has to be something inevitable. But I found her pain very real. And I was also, I sort of felt very helpless because I personally didn't know what to advise her. And I was like, yeah, you need to take a break. Maybe you could ask your, uh, you know, partner to get some help, uh, which is Mm -hmm. going to be inevitable in every relationship. But the fact that, you know, she was like, hey, I have absolutely no idea and no money to take a break right now. And uh, yeah, it, it sort of makes sense that, you know, women need to have so much of financial education, especially to plan their, uh, you know, lives better. So that's a very great point there. Yes. And also one more, uh, you know, uh, while I was researching about women, inclusion, gender gap, etc. You know, Mm -hmm. studies that's conducted by UN Women, uh, United Nations for Women, uh, said Mm -hmm. that globally women on an average are paid 24% lesser than men. Um, That's Mm -hmm. completely a different conversation to talk about as to why we are not having, you know, pay parity. But another study also told that it's going to take closely 43 years for the world to match both men and women pay. So these are all some of the very scary, uh, you know, numbers and statistics there, but very great point. And I'd really love to see what basis is going to, you know, formulate into and more power to the community. And now that I've also joined it, I'm looking to learn so much more so that I can personally advise my friends and colleagues who need some sort of help and advice, right? So um, congratulations there, Hannah. It's a very great job. And I personally love what you're doing at basis. Um, Just just a few off-topic questions, if I may ask. Uh, you're also founder of Lean in Bangalore. So could you tell us, so I'm a very community-driven person. Um, you know, I head women in product for Chennai chapter, uh, just to know more about women. And mm-hmm. we have a whole band of women where we go back to talk about our professional achievements or anything that we'd want to share uh, professionally or any blog that I write. It, you know, it's basically that group who I always share with. So uh, what mm-hmm. made you find Lean in uh, Bangalore? and how's your journey been there so far? 
Yeah, so it's been about five and a half years now since I founded wow. it. In fact, um, yeah, as a lot of us, I mean, I'm not sure if you've read Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In, but that mm-hmm. was obviously the the trigger. And I loved kind of the ideas and all the research, um, you know, she had done on, yeah, all of this stuff, like pay parity and workplace inequalities and Absolutely. things like that. And so anyway, I knew it's so a Lean In Org has, um, you know, you can kind of start a circle or chapter in your city, your company, etc. And I'd sort of been following that. And quite honestly, um, I'm being very candid here when I had moved back. So I had moved back to India in 2014 after spending almost 10 years in the US. And mm-hmm. I moved back to Bangalore and I realized I didn't have that tribe of women, right? I was like, oh, I'm, sure. I'm meeting a lot of interesting people in the startup space and, you know, other things, but they were majority men. Um, and while I did, yeah, so I did grow up in Bangalore and I did, you know, did have a few friends from school, etc. But beyond that, there was no kind of community that I could go to, you know, for, to, to what, what you mentioned in terms of just having a space and a, you know, a set of folks you can count on and, you know, for, for support and other things. So that was my very selfish reason to start, start <laughs> a lean in circle. I was like, okay, maybe this could be a cool way to, you know, meet, meet other women doing cool things, etc. So that was how it was born. But we started off as like a really small circle called Women in Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a startup at the time. And then, you know, through, um, you know, through friends, friends of friends, we kind of formed a small circle, which was about 10 women, and we would meet up every month and, you know, have discussions and lean in prescribes a lot of different topics and other things you can talk about. And then it started organically growing. Right. Awesome. So uh, more people started, you know, getting to know about it. Then we started changing our like small circle discussions to like larger meetups. And then the community just was, was growing um, quite, quite organically. And yeah, today we're over 2,500 professional women across Bangalore, um, not limited to just tech, even though it started off as a women in tech uh, chapter. Right. So it's women across, yeah. HR and finance, women entrepreneurs, freelancers, you know, women who are looking to return to the workforce, moms, right. you know, it's, it's kind of a nice, fun group of people. And absolutely, I think the power of community um, I th- is, is quite underestimated, to be quite, you know, absolutely. very, very honest. In fact, my angel investment for BASIS um, had come through a connect in the Lean In community, right? Someone I wow. knew from there connected me. So I think it's, yeah, I, it's something that, to your point, I, and I'm also a huge believer in communities, which is why even as part of building bases, we made sure it was, you know, community was community a big driven. part of it because, absolutely. yeah, it's absolutely community driven. I mean, it takes a village to do a lot of different things in life, right? And so we wanted to create that support network. And yeah, our groups now in Lean In, Bangalore are daily active. Women are finding jobs through it. Women are getting advice. Um, you know, women are forming bonds and friendships and it's just sort of a fun, cohesive group uh, that yes. I'm glad to have seen, you know, play out and, and expand this way. Absolutely. I completely agree to all the points that you said. So, uh, yeah, I think we're almost nearing the end of this discussion, but I always have a quick rapid fire, fire with all the guests that I host, right? So I have a couple of questions uh, around the rapid fire uh, and it's a quick three question. And the last question is more on, hey, uh, you know, getting your perspective on something, right? So uh, it's just this or that. And uh, once you're ready, we can get started with this. Sure, let's do it. Awesome, great. So uh, the first question is, um, India or US? India. 
Awesome. Uh, is it because uh, you found bases in India or? <laughs> okay, uh, I'll quickly go uh, to the next question. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely okay if you want to, you know, explain it to us. We'd love no, to hear I it. just, yeah, I, I mean, I'd act, I've actually moved back to India twice uh, now, um, both, you know, a few years after my undergrad and then right after my MBA. Um, I think it's, I always tell people there are more interesting problems to solve out here. And um, which is why I, you know, sort of made up my mind to even pursue my career long term out here. So it's it's just a more fun, dynamic ecosystem of, of things. Um, and yeah, not to mention having, you know, my family's here and having that support system has also been amazing. So definitely India over US for me. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Um, not sure if you're a movie buff, but uh, Hollywood or Bollywood? Oh, Bollywood. through and yes. through. Any day. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that, that brings me to the next are. question. Uh, that brings me to the next question. The cons or uh, not the cons? Hmm. Um. All right. <laughs> this one. This one is tough because we grew up watching the cons, so I think I have right. a I have a soft spot for them. Awesome. But um, yeah, it's it's who who we grew up watching. So <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, books versus podcasts. Right now in life, I'm in a little bit more of a podcast mode, but awesome. I switch back and forth. <laughs> awesome. Great. So uh, the last set of question is uh, the two apps, uh, two to three apps that you do, uh, that you use on a daily basis. And those are your favorites. Um, it will also be nice if you could tell us why they're your favorites as well. Um, okay. This one, this one is a product management interview question. (laughs) (laughs) Let let me, uh, let me think through that. Um, I think the ones I use on a daily basis. So definitely WhatsApp. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. getting any work done today or being able to connect with friends and family the way, you know, we, we all do now without WhatsApp. So I think that's, that's been a game changer slash something that yeah life won't be the same without so um whatsapp for me um what else i um and i guess on similar lines slack i can't imagine how we'd work as a team today at work Mm -hmm. uh with without all the incredible features slack uh you know slack is able to offer and help us improve how we communicate as a team um let's see another more fun one um well, there's bases, of course. <laughs> that's, of that's course. My I, I was hoping uh, that is going to be a top one or two. And I think, yes. <laughs> yes. No, definitely, definitely bases. I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, apart from the fact that I'm working on it, I personally learned so much about my own money uh, through, yeah, just building it and, and consuming the, the content we ourselves are curating. So, yeah, those would be, those would be my, my top three right now. Awesome. That's wonderful. Um, Thank you so much, Hannah, for your time on this interview. Uh, It was so much uh, fun hosting you. And to me personally, where I believe that, you know, it's about time we break all the status quo, uh, gender parity and everything, and to make this world better for women. Um, Because I feel that uh, there's been enough time in the past that there was no enough representation of us. And it's about time we bring in all the changes uh, rightly at the, you know, at the time. So thank you so much for uh, your time on this interview. Uh, I I had some great insights. I'm going to go back to basis every day, learn something new and, you know, knowledge transfer it to my family and colleagues who are in need of it. Um, Thank you so much once again. And may basis grow into multiple leaps and bounds. 
Thank you so much, Srinidhi. Thanks for having me and more power to you as well with the, you know, the communities you're leading and yeah, running these podcasts and everything. So awesome. thank you.